Hey fan bros, this is your boy DJ Ben Amin, and on the latest episode of Special Delivery, we cover the return of Game of Thrones with the first episode of the fourth season, Two Swords, and we also talk about Resurrection. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy DJ Benjamin in the place to be on this special delivery episode. I didn't even introduce myself right. It's Benjamin, aka the Butcher of Names, also known as the William Shatner of Hip Hop. And we're bringing you a very special episode of Special Delivery tonight. I'm joined in the spaceship by the one and only... Kim Sonny and Space Ghost producer, no Star Trek names. No Star Trek names for Kim Sonny and the Space Ghost producer. How you doing, sir? Chilling, man, on this uh, this lovely evening to a lovely day. Yes, it's been a very lovely day. Uh, as all the fan bros out there know, Game of Thrones returned. We're done with Walking Dead done with everything it's game of thrones time what is this season four now season four we're back on hbo took a little break while true detective went off back on hbo hard body no doubt i have to say first off i've been re-watching uh season one and it's crazy how many little hints and stuff they dropped i mean i guess you have to give props to uh george martin because it's dope how little things, you know, keep turning up and the same characters who you think are minor characters or whatnot are still involved in the whole overall, uh, overarching saga. Sure. I mean, that's the great thing about his writing is that each character has a multiple facet to who they are. Now, whether they can accomplish that in the TV show is a different story, but... Overall, I think they've been doing a really good job about that. Yeah, definitely. One point that I wanted to make was like I was peeping an early episode when uh, the first king is talking to Jamie Lannister and he asked him about uh, what would what did the Mad King say when you killed him? And he's just like he said the same thing he'd been saying for hours, burned them all. And that's it. You know, they don't they don't elaborate on it at all. And then later on in season three, you know, Jamie gives the whole speech and tells you the whole story about what happened. But, you know, it's already referenced in season one that, you know, dude was insane and wanted to burn the whole city. Yeah, man, I think, um, you know, again, like, especially now that Lannister's coming, Jamie especially is coming more into the forefront um, on the TV show. You know, I mean, he's always been, you know, a main character, but we really... You know, we've seen him go through a, a really tumultuous journey. And, um, you know, I think that, that those kind of hints are good to fill out his his uh, personality or who his backstory is and why he is what he is and who he is. Um, and I'm really glad that he got his uh, golden hand in this episode because I didn't know how he was going <laughs> to rock without a hand. And they opened the episode with him, you know, or just being told, like, you know what, you have no power. I have no room for you in my kingdom if you don't have a hand 
So it was a good line. I love the the opening line and the and the you know of the new season. I think they they kicked it off with a bang. Um, you know, laid a lot of uh, I guess time bombs. We'll see where they where they go in the next uh, you know few episodes. Yeah, well, this name of the episode is Two Swords, and like you said, it started off with Jamie's father uh, melting down. I guess that was um, Ned Stark's sword, right? Yeah, melting down Ned's sword into two swords and giving Jamie one. Yeah, and like most of the first episodes of a Game of Thrones season, it's it's all about setting up where all the characters have been since the last time we saw them. And I thought this episode did a really good job of that. They left off a few characters, but you see that, you know, they'll get to them by the next one. And the people they did show, you know, got some more development. And then they also introduced a whole slew of new characters. So it's, you know, the game is always increasing, basically. Um, I'm really feeling that Prince Oberon guy. Um, <laughs> and, 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 like, the whole, his introduction was just... So baller, you know what I mean? It's like he's the one who introduces the seedy side of things, but then you realize that he's got a reason to be the way he is and why he hates the Lannisters clan and, yep. and, and all that stuff. I loved his his introduction was just so good, man. So good. And the other group of characters introduced the the Finns. Oh right. right. Thanes, yeah, the Thanes with the with the scar scar white scarification. Look at that. Yeah. I didn't yep. know I didn't know white people had keloids the way uh Africans do. That's crazy. That is really crazy. But uh I, I like the way they get down too. Yeah, that was hot. They were hot. That was also one of my favorite lines of the show. Even though as soon as they rolled into the camp, I knew that they were cannibals. But the you know at some point you gotta try some crow was a great one line yeah in the episode totally great introduction yeah yeah and I wanted to go off your uh, earlier point about how everyone hates on Jamie and I feel like people hate on Jamie and people hate on Joffrey but it's not really their fault that who they are it's like you know that's just where they were born and where they came from and their life circumstances. Uh, life circumstances that made them who they are. <laughs> that was good, Ben. I, I, I have to disagree with you about Joffrey, though. Like, I believe Joffrey's just a straight-up dick and a, a bad person at heart. But he's in a, he's born of incest. You know, it's like, he can't really help that. Nah, but that, that kind of has nothing to do with being a nice <laughs> or not person. But I, what I do feel like is, like, they prop him up to be this, this uh, you know, to tame him or to kind of... Uh, go off his every whim so that they can kind of uh, camouflage what's really happening behind the scenes. And and to keep him unaware of what's really going on, they kind of blind him with this power. And, you know, obviously stronger forces are working behind the scenes. And um, it's always good to hate on a child king, too. He's, I mean, he's just <laughs> such a dick about Yo, people how really him hate on Joffrey. need to have a fight or something. Call from the walking dead. They need to go at it. Um but, uh, you know, the, the other thing I, w I think is really interesting and I, what I love about this show from the beginning is that you have these, you know, multiple storylines going on. And I have to say I was not disappointed with the, you know, representation of the dragons and the Khaleesi story. And, uh, you know, straight off the bat, we see that the dragons are much bigger. They're grown up, you know, slaughtering, playing, playing catch in the air with lambs and fighting over food. And I have to say the effects were actually really good. So kudos to HBO for uh, whoever's doing their effects. Those dragons looked really cool. 
I've been a dragon guy from the beginning. I'm like, where are they? When are they coming? What's going on? Finally, we're getting to see some dragon action. So I'm really excited to see what happens later in the season. Yeah, it looks like we're going to see some dragons over Westeros very soon. Yes. Yeah, it looks like there should be some real drama. So uh, let me ask you, Kim Sonia, what were your favorite things about the you know return of Game of Thrones? Um, I... I I got to say, like, you know, the dragons were definitely one of them. Um, I, I did like the, the the white dudes with the scarification. I thought they were, like, awesome. Um, I, I love when they introduce new people. So the Prince Oberon, to me, was, like, one of the strongest entries of a character in a long time. I, I think I'm going to go I'm going to go with Oberon and the, and the dragons. I know that's two things, but I'm going to go with those. I think they're pretty equal. All right. Well, mine, I'd have to say, I'm definitely going to roll with Khaleesi and the dragons because I was really happy to see her back. And then I got to go with the dude who eats crow because that was just like <laughs> hilarious. I definitely messed with Oberon, but I love the dude who eats crow. Yeah. And uh, on the Khaleesi thing, though, real quick, as a lot of viewers probably noticed, they replaced Dario Naharis, the character who's rolling with a gray worm and doing the test of will because he wants to get into Khaleesi's the, pants the gambling right 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 yeah and so um Dario Naharis was replaced the actor Ed Skrine used to play him but now you'll see Michael Huseman um handling the roles of Dario Naharis and I so don't he, know I liked Ed Skrine I like dude him he, he he said that more cocky attitude than the new yeah. guy has yeah yeah you know, we'll see how he works out as the season pro- progresses. So. It's like they're, they're switching up Lionels on us, like in the Jeffersons. <laughs> got the, the new Dario Noharis. And, like, I mean, I don't know if people are really paying attention. Um, since I didn't read the books, I'm not sure how important the character he is, but I'm sure we'll, we'll find out. Um, you know, again, photography is way up there. I got to say, this one, this episode was directed by G.B. Weiss, who's one of the guys who, you know, the are creators of the show – who's been writing, you know, the show for the for the screen. And um, I really feel like they have a strong, strong grasp on the material. Obviously, they've been living with it for so many years. And uh, I'm just really excited to see where they go with this. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to be... I, I have a feeling that more people are going to get into Game of Thrones this season and become thronies and and really geek out over it, you know, kind of like the way Breaking Bad did, you know, in a fourth season. So many people have been talking about it. People yep. just start dropping their guard, you know what I mean? Most definitely, because I've definitely been hearing a lot more chatter about it. And another, uh, before we wrap up our Game of Thrones coverage, one of the great moments that we have to mention is Jamie and his sister's interaction and his sister's just cold-blooded dismissal of him, really. It's, you know, I mean, that's... Even, you know, for the incest and everything, you still got to feel for Jamie. It's like, you know, after all this, you come home and this is what you get. I think it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it speaks also to the fact that he wasn't he, you know, with the whole story of he wanted to burn everything down, you know, and and we realized that he might have a little more heart than usual, but. It was it was kind of rough, man. She, man, I, I mess with Jamie. Uh, I, I I understand people's hate for Joffrey, even though I really don't cut for that. But Jamie is the dude, man. I think he doesn't get the you know respect he deserves. Gold hand, gold hand, Jamie. <laughs> he's like you, God. <laughs> he's, he, he's you, right? Exactly. He definitely like, oh, doesn't oh, get the respect he deserves. All, all so. sorts of nicknames, right? He's in the back of the bus. He's always getting those whack like one liners. 
Now, actually, Jamie, I mean, you know, especially last season, towards the end of last season, that whole thing with him being rescued and being escorted and all that, I mean, that was pretty serious. I felt like the the show had taken a, a, a really interesting turn with that, you know. Um, I'm looking forward to more Jon Snow, more, you know, seeing where the White Walkers show up again. I'm looking forward to... I need um, Bronn and Hodor. Yeah, well, sure. Let's, you know, let's, yeah. let's go back with those guys. I mean, there, there's so many... Um, you know, I, even in the previews when they were showing what happened last season and showing the Red Wedding again, we was just like, oh, man. Oh, like, man. And then hearing about what they did afterwards and all this stuff, I'm just like, man, oh. this show is ruthless. But, uh, again, man, I think it was an ep- uh, excellent episode and, uh, you know, good table setter. Most definitely. Shout out to, speaking of ruthless, shout out to young Ari. Ari I'm butchering her name. Arya? The the okay. youngest um, daughter. Yes. When you talk about ruthlessness, she straight put the needle to my man. I, what's up with the... And uh, gave him I, the same speech that he... I know, like, what's up with the slow stabbing? Like, what's... It's like this, like, oh, I'll just slowly stab you <laughs> and let it slide in your throat. She really out. seems to enjoy that, too. <laughs> it's like it's like a new... It's a new technique. She's cold-blooded, I know, man. she is, she is. All right, but yeah, that's it for Game of Thrones for this week. You know, we'll be covering more as the season progresses. But, you know, we got to turn our eye to some other things this week. Of course, you know, we had Arrow, another good episode. I, I still am not completely on the Arrow boat, you know, but people who loved it really seem to love it. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll give you some more credit and more coverage next week on Arrow, but we got to, you know, talk about something else right now. I know Kimsonian doesn't want to. No, I mean, it's good. ABC's I, I, Resurrection. Oh, the Resurrection. I mean, first of all, this episode was called Insomnia, but uh, I don't know, Ben. I mean. I felt like it was the opposite of that. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like this was another episode of Nyquil. It should have been called Nyquil. You know, it should have been titled because... <laughs> the Ambient yeah, episode, It definitely was helping me sleep. I'm oh, ta- man. I'm saying... I, so this show is progressively deteriorating into a soap opera <laughs> slash a weird kind of seventh heaven uh, from the WB days mashup. I'm not sure what's really happening and they just, I have a feeling they just really don't know where they're going with this stuff. Um, they have such great people behind it, and it's really kind of falling apart. Um, I, it's not holding my attention. Fan bros, Ben Hamine is forcing me to watch this and talk about this show. So please let him know that I don't... <laughs> I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Yeah, I don't know how much longer I can be a part of this. Uh, honestly, I'd rather go back and really catch up on Arrow right now so I could give the fan bros, you know, more detailed coverage of it because Resurrection Boy, it is a struggle. Like, I have to say this episode wasn't as bad as last week's in my opinion, but my still biggest hangups with the show is the fact that no one else in the world seems to know that dead people are returning in the small town. And, and no one in the small town seems right. to have internet or run a blog right, or any of that sort right, of thing. Right. Knows anything about Twitter, Facebook, nothing it's, in the small town. It's so bad because it's like, the, it, I, I think you're supposed to feel like, oh, this is an enchanted small town. And all these secrets are going to be revealed and all this, but nothing gets revealed. And then when it does get revealed, it's really not that interesting. And then it's like, it's really, I mean, with all the great TV that's going on these days, 
This is what ABC comes up with. And so I'm thinking, Omar Epps, man, what's going on with you? You must be, I mean, you must have felt like this is going to be my joint. And now it's like, oh, get me <laughs> off of this show. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I know he's got this. He's probably got an ABC contract and all this stuff. I'm just like, oh, my brother, like. And now it was his turn. This this episode, it was his turn to get some flashbacks and some have some oh, inner feelings. Oh man, yeah, Omar Epps flashbacks in this episode. They came out of nowhere. First off, and then it was just like it just they just kept stuffing them down your throat because it was like they realized they hadn't had them in any of the earlier episodes, so they just had to force them all in in one episode. And yeah, and meanwhile, he he up and just drove this kid, you know, halfway across the country. <laughs> And he still has the same. I mean, still, which clothes? Still hasn't checked in. He hasn't checked in. Does he have family? Like he's. I mean, we find out he's adopted, but nobody's checking up on him. Like you know, I don't know, man. This is just so many unbelievable, non-realistic situations. I'm I'm really at my at my end with this one. Yeah, like I said, fan bros. We'll we'll see if we're still covering Resurrection next week. But it's a, you know it's up for grabs right now. If you've got something else out there that you want us to check out, please let us know. You know, um, I'll definitely be watching more Arrow this week. I definitely know Deathstroke is coming on hard on that, and I really like the actor that they have playing him. Um, but yeah, Resurrection it's looking real tight on y'all right now. Uh, but I do want to pose this question to all the fan bros out there, since this is the first week of the new season of Game of Thrones. Who do you think or what major character is going to catch that bad one next? Because even though we had some bad ones dealt out this episode, it wasn't anybody major. I thought Sansa was about to catch one real quick, but I was like, that would be way too grimy even for this show. Yeah, I mean, there's the, plus the, it would be an unfulfilled thing. You know, you got to see where this leads. Um, yep, her whole yeah, wedding. Yeah, exactly. So we got to see how all this kind of palace intrigue where it leads us. But... Um, it's a good question, Ben. Uh, I would, yeah, I would like to see. Uh, All right, well, let's pose that to the fan bros out there. Definitely. Uh, you definitely. know, like we said, what major character is going to catch a bad one next? You know, hit us up on Twitter at DJ Ben Amin, at Kimsonian. You know, hit us at thefanbros.com. You know, follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, like us on Facebook, spread the word wherever you know how it is. We'll be right back here next week with another special delivery. Uh, anything else for the fan bros out uh, there? Nah, I just think that, um, you know, we're glad Game of Thrones is back. Let's get into it. Let's get uh, let's get our throny on. Throny, that's so terrible. I, I, I was going to check you on that one earlier, but I nah, let you man, ride on I'm that. I'm a throny, Ben. You're a throny. You need, to, uh, uh, you need to accept that. You know what I'm saying? They Sounds got like somebody who uses right the now. toilet too much. What's that? I said it sounds like someone who uses the toilet too much. I don't, uh, I don't see, know. that's yeah. what you are. Nah, man, I'm a throny through and through. So there you go. Uh, all right, fan bros. Well, like I said, let us know who's going to catch that next bad one, and let us know if you're feeling throny because mm, nah, I'm not. This has been your boy DJ Ben Amin alongside my homie Kimsonian. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you right back here next week on Fan Bros.